This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Rhett Gillins. He's in the restaurant industry and he feels stuck. He wants to start his own software business. So congratulations, Rhett, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now in order to enter and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you subscribed. Guys, if you want an easy tool to use to book your meetings back to back, to batch your calls, to make sure people actually show up when they schedule, you want to use Acuity Scheduling. It's what I use for my podcast interviews at NathanLatka.com forward slash schedule. I'll tell you more about how I use it later on in the episode. Nathan Latka here. I know all you youngsters and everyone else is getting excited to be home with your family for the holidays, drinking coffee, and as you're cuddled up on that couch, throw in your headphones and listen to a little bit of the top entrepreneurs that'll get you inspired even when you're taking some time off for the holidays. Tomorrow morning's no different. We have Dinesh coming on. He sees 20 deals annually and, and invests in about two of them between 75 and 150 grand each. He does pre-seed deals and likes B2B SaaS for investments. So what's his secret and what was his biggest hit? You'll learn tomorrow. Tint, it has to do with the publicly traded company. What's up, guys? Nathan Latka here. Our guest today is Joseph Walla. He is the CEO and co-founder of San Francisco-based startup HelloSign. The company launched in 2012 and provides the easiest way for businesses to sign and collect legally binding documents online. The idea behind HelloSign was sparked by Joseph's first successful product alongside his co-founder, Neil O'Maro, HelloFax. HelloFax launched in 2010 after attending the prestigious startup accelerator Y Combinator. Joseph, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. Okay. Hello sign. Uh, tell us real quick, what, what does it do and how do you make money? Yeah, I think the big, um, zooming out a little bit, the fundamental thing that we're doing is we're solving the document transaction problem and people don't realize that they have this problem and originally started out with, you know, hello facts, um, because, uh, we were working in on the go, um, and we didn't have a fax machine. And then we figured out that when we had to sign documents, we had to go to Kinko's as well. And then we found out that a lot of people need to automate these document transactions. And that's when we launched our API in terms of how we make money. Um, we have a freemium product so people can go, they can try out the products for free. And then, um, when, you know, they hit certain limits, that's when we, uh, encourage them to upgrade similar to say your Dropbox or box. And what is the average kind of customer pay uh, per month? Yeah. So that's not something that we can share, but I can say that the, the, you know, the pricing plans that we have on HelloSign go from say $15 a month up until, you know, um, I, I guess there, there isn't really a limit because people pay per seat. And then on the API side, um, we have bucketed pricing. So within, you know, the first plan, you get a certain number of document transactions and the second bucket, you get another level of document transactions and additional functionality. Okay. Walk us through, uh, in the pre call, I forget who it was. It was, it was one of your assistants. I, I think her name was maybe Megan, but she had articulated one of the things you guys have done. Tell me if this is wrong. Is that your, your cash flow positive. So walk us through that, how, you know, in general, give us a range. How much are you doing kind of top line and how do you manage expenses? Yeah. So we've been cash flow. We were cash flow positive 2014 and 2015. And we always took a very, I, I almost think it was a contrarian view. We haven't raised in three years. Um, you know, three years ago, we raised some money. How much? Um, yeah, so after YC, we raised two million, and then about two years later, we raised another million and a half. So we've raised 
three and a half million total. Um, but you know, ironic, interestingly, we have more money in the bank than our, you know, our previous round that we raised. I think we what was used, your previous round, the 1 million. Yeah, it was one and a half. Yeah. One and a half. Okay. So, like over three years now at this point, I think, um, the, the thing that we've always done that was a little different is we always thought of ourselves as building a real company. And since we never raised a ton of money, I feel like we always had to be very disciplined about how we spent our money and how we focused. And, um, and I think like what happens a lot with a lot of startup companies, they raise huge amounts of money, they make big mistakes, and then they pull back dramatically, which is really damaging for the company. So I think we've, we've had to focus more on the customer than I say, than I think like a lot of other companies have had to. Isn't it sad that in our world that that is such a profound statement? Like you'd think like John Rockefeller would say, well, no shit, right? But in our day and age, that's like amazing. Yeah. What, what's interesting is that um, <laughs> up until up until January, it was something that was really weird. And then the market crashed and then everybody thought there was this like brilliant thing. But I think we've always had the same ethos, whether the market's hot or whether it's, um, you know, crashing. And I think we'll go through these cycles, but I think our ethos will always stay the same. Yeah. So where give us a sense of size now. Where are you at in terms of monthly recurring revenue last month? Yeah. So that's not something that we can share, but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, we have. What's um, a range, Joseph? Just a range. Yeah. So also not something I can share. Make it as big as possible. Then I'll keep it really vague. Here, here's what I can tell you. I can tell you we have 40, like, I, you know, I haven't looked at this number in a little bit, but we have around 47,000 paying uh, customers. So okay. that's the customers that pay us every month. And then we have about 60 full-time, um, a little more, you know, employees in San Francisco. And then in terms of our, our user base, we have, you know, five to six million users across our, our products. Okay. And, and so you've got about five million uh, free users. You've converted about 50,000 into paying customers. Yeah. So five to six million. And then, yeah, so we've converted about, you know, yeah, up near uh, 50,000 paying customers. What's the number one reason people convert from free to paid? Yeah. So it's mainly um, transactional. So people come in and they get um, up to three document transactions free per month. And we think about that as giving people an opportunity to try the product in a really low cost way. Mm-hmm. And then once they hit higher volume amounts, um, it's a natural upgrade point, either that or they want like additional functionality. And so um, it's a very low cost way to sell the product to a lot of people. And I think that's why we've been able to have a pretty small team for the number of um customers that we support. You said you have 60 employees on San Francisco. Yeah. And what That's would you, what, what would you say? Well, let me not ask that. That's what, I'm sorry. What do they span kind of tech inside sales? Like what kinds of jobs are those? Yeah. So it's really across the board from, you know, product and engineering um, and design to the sales team, to um, the support team, to customer success, to um, we invested actually one of the unusual things we've done is we invested a lot in team operations. So, um, making sure that the team is happy and has everything that they need. So really, uh, really across the board. What would you say? And for those people kind of not in the Valley, cause we have a lot of people that are kind of not in these kinds of bubbles. What would you say kind of the average salary kind of across your entire kind of employee bases? I mean, is it, would you say it's above hundred K each? Uh, that's something I definitely um, want, want to avoid sharing, but um, I mean, you can definitely look at, you know, salaries in the Valley are certainly higher than. Um, well, no, I mean, this, Joseph, real quick, sorry. Yeah. I mean, this is like public stuff, right? You I mean, you can go look at any kinds of kind of things that look at tech, average tech salaries in the Valley, and you can see that a CTO on average makes 220K. I'm just asking, you're much better than an aggregated data source because you're actually doing it, right? You know, the average kind of kind of developer salary in the, in the Valley, whether it's at your company or just on average is what based off your perspective? 
Yeah, I mean, this is something, I mean, if you go look at, um, I mean, it's really, it's really hard for me to say because it really depends on the stage of the company. And I think what you'll notice is that, um, you know, salaries are different from, say, if you work at Google versus like a startup company or um, different stages of the company and different equity versus salary mixes. So I think um, it, you know, it'd really be hard for me to give like a, a salary number. And I think that generally what you do is, um, you know, we use software like Payscale and other software in order to like figure out on a per person basis, you know, based on their experience, um, how much, how much we offer. That's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. L- let me ask it differently. So it doesn't actually make it kind of per person. If you just add up your entire kind of headcount expenses per month, right? What are those? Yeah. So, um, generally what you do is as like a rule of thumb, you calculate, you know, 10 to 20 K per person per month. Uh-huh. And that's like a fully loaded cost. And so that includes people's salaries, um, you know, health insurance, office costs, snacks, you know, software, um, everything. And, you know, 10 to 20K per person per month is a pretty good rule of thumb. I've heard that a lot from investors, but it's um, pretty on point when you talk to a lot of companies in the okay. Valley. Well, so, hey, that's really helpful. I haven't heard a metric like that before. So that, that makes kind of easy math for anyone that wants to compare. So with 60 employees, if you kind of average a total monthly expense of between 10 and 20K, let's just assume 10K on the low end times 60 employees. That's a minimum of 600 grand per month just on headcount expenses. And you guys are cash flow positive. So is it fair to say you're doing more than 600 grand in MRR? Yeah, I mean, if you back and down, well, yeah, we're definitely doing more than that. Do you want to provide more more range around that or no? Yeah, I think I'll hold off on that, but I... Um, Let's switch to economics then, just yeah. since you want to stay away from that kind of stuff. Talk to us. Churn is really important, and you have the beautiful luxury of having a large sample size because you have 47,000 paying customers. What's your growth cu- uh, monthly customer churn? Yeah, um, so also something that I, I can give some broad strokes on without talking about specific numbers. I think in general, with a lot of SaaS products, on your pro plans, the churn are, is a lot higher. And then as you get into larger and larger companies, um, the churn goes down like substantially. I see this happen. I mean, a good way to kind of measure this is based off ARPU size, right? Like if it's less than, you know, $50 per month in ARPU, you know, that's generally a small business space. If it's greater than a thousand bucks, which is like a team that is, you know, 10 seats on your platform where it's fully integrated into their onboarding process for new hires and everything, your churn goes way, way down, right? Can can you give it, I mean, are you like 20% small business, 80% enterprise? Can you give us any kind of relationship there? Um, I think... Uh, in terms of like how our yeah, our like are you are you like are you mostly small yeah. business or mostly enterprise or yeah, so we um you know we're mainly in the SMB and mid market space, so we do have some larger customers. I think I think this is what you'll find a lot with a lot of tech companies. So um, they start a lot on the um, low end of the market on like the pro plans, and then gradually as they build out more sophistication in their products and their offering, and they understand the market more, and they like bring on a sales team, they gradually move up market. And so um, that's kind of the that is the path that we've been taking over the last couple of years is that if you look at your pro plans and you look at the churn rate on the pro plans, the revenue per customer, you realize that, you know, you can't continue along that path with, say, like a sales team and you do hit. Um, Justin, real quick, I just want to make when you say pro plans, you're talking about your $13 kind of very low ARPU original plan, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's, um, so we think of those as like prosumers and those are, you know, if you look at Dropbox or Box, those are people that are paying like say 10, $15 a month. Um, maybe there are people that are individual real estate agents or they own a photography consulting firm 
or something like that. Those are usually the people that pay for those plans. Yep. Yep. That makes good sense. Okay, cool. So, uh, we'll stay, well, do you want to give any kind of cohorts in the kind of the SMB cohort or your prosumer cohort? Where do you guys around like five, six, seven, eight percent gross monthly churn? Um, is that normal? You know, probably hold off on that, but, um, I think like there are a lot of standards in the, the business that what's the standard. Yeah. So I think the standards are like similar to what you've, you've described. Um, if you probably looked at Dropbox or box or elsewhere, you'd see something similar. When you look at kind of growing your company, you've done a great job doing it at 47,000 uh, paid customers and over about 6 million users. Uh, what are you willing to spend, not for a new paid customer, but what are you willing to spend, I imagine it's cents for a new user? Yeah, I think we think about it more about um, how much we're willing to spend for a paid customer. We don't spend as much for a new user. And the way that we think about how we want to spend for a new paid user, and there there is this amazing, like, like probably the best article that I've ever read on SAS metrics on forentrepreneurs.com. Yep. And it talks about how, um, yeah, I mean, you pretty much, you spend um, one third, it's like a three to one ratio of the LTV to cap ratio. So for every $3, you get an LTV, you spend a buck on CAC. And then the other metrics that you look at is uh, payback period, because certainly um, if you're a startup company and you're like, you have a three year payback period, that's way too long from a cash standpoint. Generally, what they recommend is that you have a payback period of one year or less. So those are the two metrics that are like the key metrics that you you want to focus on as a SaaS company. And, and so what is your CAC? I mean, is it 20 bucks per new customer on average or what? Yeah, so that's that's also something we probably um, wouldn't share, but we definitely try to keep it within those ranges. Within the one to three range, a three yeah, to exactly. one LTV to CAC ratio. Exactly. But you won't share any kind of range for us to better understand doc the document signing space. Right. Okay, even a big range. Like you can be as vague as you want. By the way, why are you scared of this? You're like, yeah. you're kill, you're, I mean, you're doing well. I mean, there's several others in your space, right? The, you know, yeah. you know, the Panda docs, the PDF filler, the seamless docs, sign easy doc. I mean, there's a bunch of kind of people in this space. Why, why does it scare you to talk about? What, what worries right. you? Yeah, I think that there, there isn't a lot of upside in sharing really core metrics publicly. I think um, there are a couple of metrics that we talk about sharing with the public, but I think apart from that, it doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, what if I told you that my listeners are more likely to go use HelloSign when they kind of get more data from from transparent CEOs? Yeah, I mean, it still doesn't really. I mean, it's hard to quantify that versus like sharing a lot of public information. You're just saying it's super risky, right? It, it, it doesn't make sense for you. Right. Yeah, makes good sense. Well, hey, let's move forward. Uh, uh, help, uh, Joseph, we're going to get into the famous five here in a second. Before I do that, where's the best place for people to connect with you online if they want to follow you as you build a business? Yeah, LinkedIn is great. Um, following me on uh, Twitter is good as well. Um, yeah, happy if people want to shoot me a note, happy to connect. All right, guys, I talked about this earlier, but I schedule like so many meetings that would blow your mind. I mean, all my podcast interviews, right? Hundreds of entrepreneurs I talk to monthly, I schedule. And you know what? I do it so efficiently. I get them all to agree to my calendar. So all the calls are back to back to back. That means I'm not switching in between tasks all day long. I get them to batch so that I can be very efficient. It's so critical. And I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling to do this at NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule. It eliminates the back and forth between me and people I'm trying to meet with. It makes it very simple. And most importantly, they help me keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders. Helps you look very professional. So go to NathanLacka.com forward slash schedule to sign up and you get a great deal. You know, you guys know this. I hit people hard. I make great deals. And 
Gavin, the CEO, has given us a great deal. If you sign up like normal people, okay, on their website, you only get a 14-day free trial. If you use my link, nathanmicah.com forward slash schedule, you get 45 days free. Okay, it's the best. It's free. Go to nathanmicah.com forward slash schedule right now to sign up, and I'll see you there. All right, top drive, a link to the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 517. Again, forward slash the top 517. All right, Joseph, let's wrap this bad boy up. These are the famous five. These are one word answers. You ready? All right. Number one, what's your, these are going to, by the way, these are like cake compared to what I've asked you. Okay. Yeah. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, high output management innovator solution is really good too. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yeah, they're, um, they're, I watch like a lot of, um, keynotes and, uh, Larry page has given some good talks, Elon Musk, and then, uh, Bill Walsh, um, uh, the score takes care of itself is really amazing. What, what do you mean? That's like a keynote. He gave the score takes care of itself. Actually that specifically isn't a keynote. That's a book that he wrote. Okay. Bill Walsh. Very good. Number three is their favorite online tool you have like top Uh, favorite online tool. Um, I don't know. Google apps is pretty great. Number three. Yes or no. Do you get eight <laughs> hours of sleep every night? Uh, I do more these days. And, and what's your situation? Married, single, you have kids? Uh, I'm, I'm uh, dating someone uh, pretty seriously. Okay. And so no, no kids that you know of, right? No kids. <laughs> <laughs> and how old are you, Joseph? I'm 31. All right. 31. So last question, my man. Check us back 11 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Hmm. I think I... I, I would have, um, it, I mean, somebody told me to move out to the Valley and just not to worry about it and come out here and just crash conferences and do favors. I think I would have just given myself that advice sooner. <laughs> go to the Valley and just figure it out as you go. Exactly. Like don't wait for a job. Um, don't, you know, don't make it too complicated. Just come out, figure out a way to stay, live inexpensively, talk to a lot of people, go to a lot of conferences and then figure it out. I think that there's a way to make it too complicated you know it's just like get out here and it works out yeah top tribe there you have it from joseph walla with hello sign again doing super well over about six million free users about forty-seven thousand of them are paying they've raised 3.5 million bucks they have got arpus that are greater than 13 bucks a month because that's their minimum plan which means their mrr is greater than 615 grand per month maybe way greater we don't know but definitely greater they've got over 60 folks based in san fran joseph's crushing it man thank you for so much for taking us to the top really appreciate you having me if you enjoyed joseph today go back and listen to max altschuler yesterday he's the ceo of sales hacker they did 2.5 million bucks in 2015 revenue helping sales reps get smarter okay top tribe i'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning and don't forget before you listen to any other episodes subscribe on itunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every monday